Alright folks, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Wal Aqibatul Muttaqeen, Wa La Udvana Illa Ala Zalimeen, Wa Salawatullahi Wa Salamuhu Ala Ashraf Al Anbiya'i Wal Mursaleen, Sayyidina Muhammad, Wa Ala Alihi Wa Sahbihi Ajma'een, Allahumma La Sahla Illa Ma Ja'altahu Sahla, Wa Anta Tajlul Hizna Iza Shaita Sahla, Allahumma A'inna Ala Dikrika Wa Shukrika Wa Hizna Ibadatik Ya Rabbil Kareem, Assalamu Alaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh everybody, I um, hope everyone is doing well uh, today, inshallah. Um, so, so a lesson I'm looking forward to because for a number of reasons, a few different things here and there, um, a different type of content, a kind of class which I like because um, it's talking about some of the non-fiqhi aspects of the uh, text, etc. Um, and in particular, Sheikh Uthameen's uh, commentary and explanation to dua, which personally I find brilliant. His tafsir I love, his commentary to dua and explanations of dua I love. Very, very nice, very, very simple, beautiful, etc. So let's jump straight into that. Podcast is on, the thingy channel is correct, everything is recording. I also see that. I don't mess about, but you know, I need to get some lesson in first. But this is important because I started eating, then I said, hold on. These haters said I couldn't eat this, yani, you know, how do you do it? How do you do it? So obviously for Zakaria's sake, I'm going to make sure that once we've done, you know, enough that Marina's happy and satisfied, not going to hit on us, then we'll crack open and show the way that that's done using no fingers, uh, whatever. Obviously at home, it's not a problem. I've got a bathroom here, it's fine. But, you know, the point is, is that you do need to know it can be done. All right. Um, also, I just want to say, I don't, I don't get this, whatever, but I picked up my new copy of the BNF today, right? And I don't know what's going on with the rainbow. I don't know what's happening. Are we celebrating any gay behavior again? I don't know what's going on. So I just want to make it clear that, you know. Well done. You see, this is what we like about you, all right? Putting you to good use. So let's go to the text, all right? Um, let's read what we're going to read today in the Arabic, and then we'll do the uh, English. And so... Uh, we are doing the section Obviously we spoke uh, That's where we stopped We already spoke about the fact that it's to be uh, Alternated the dua itself Between the um, Before the ruku'a After the ruku'a And you know the different uh, All matters done now Now it's bam straight into the dua Whether you say it before or after Obviously more more towards after ruku'a In general but there's some interesting things I'm going to show you as well, all right, in this lesson. Uh, but mostly, like you all know, um, or should know by now, uh, only the Hanafi school really insists on doing it before the ruku'a. Of course, the vast majority of scholars and companions as Sahaba, their majority of the time was after it, all right? However, we need to make sure that we keep it, um, uh, you know, before, okay? Uh, we want to do... Before the ruku is something which is acceptable as well. Anyway, the Sheikh said, Anyway, اللهم إني أعوذ برضاك من سخطك وبعفوك من عقوبتك وبك منك 
لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك اللهم صلي على محمد وعلى آل محمد That's we're only going to do a few of that a little bit of that uh, today okay um, the translation so one performs the qunut the translation of what we're going to be covering today or part of today one performs the qunut after the ruku' saying this Allah mahdini fi man hadid oh Allah guide me along with those whom you have guided pardon me along with those whom you have pardoned be an ally to me along with those whom you are an ally to and bless for me that which you have bestowed protect me from the evil you have decreed for verily you decree and none can decree over you for of a surety he whom you show allegiance to is never abased and he whom you take as an enemy is never honored and mighty O our lord blessed and exalted are you O allah i take refuge within your pleasure from your displeasure and within your pardon from your punishment and i take refuge in you from you we cannot enumerate your praise you are as you have praised yourself O Allah, send salutations upon Muhammad and the family of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam tasliman kathira. So, um, it's beautiful actually, I mean obviously completely not planned, but in the remaining any few sessions before, I don't know, five, six, seven sessions left before, eight maybe, before uh, Ramadan, we're going to be getting into dua and I hope that that helps us connect, yani, that we're going to be making this dua regularly thinking about its meaning, understanding its game. And obviously we're going to be covering Witr, which is very important in Ramadan, as well as Taraweeh, which is next, and the Fiqh. So that's actually perfect, frankly, for Ramadan. Um, and the arguments about does Ramadan happen at home and what is it when it happens at home, what's it called, etc., etc. Um, and so, as we said, Zara, last week, um, that the idea of a takbir happening before the dua has no... Uh, hadith basis okay has no hadith basis let me just make that clear and it's yeah, the opinion of some of the scholars for of a surety all right Zakaria is saying uh i think for okay for of a surety why was indeed or certainly not sufficient here um uh, certainly he whom you yeah i just like for of a surety Right, I just like, um, uh, but of course, verily, indeed, certainly, for the sure, all of them are, 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 yani, you know, uh, all of them work. I don't, I, I don't buy into that's old English and people don't use it anymore. You know, people become illiterate, doesn't mean we have to become illiterate as well, right? Millennials don't rule the world, yeah, we still rule the world, boomers are still running everything, generation X is running everything. And we're feeding the Generation Z and Millennial Scraps, allowing them to uh, uh, invest in GameStop here and there and a bit of Tesla here and there and a bit of Bitcoin, get excited. Okay, 0.1% of the 0.001 of a Bitcoin, we allow them to think, and then when they get to, you get carried away, then we close it down. Then we close the markets down. All right, we close them down and we say, you... Children are not allowed to be investing with the big boys. With us, with the Wall Street. <laughs> you know, someone told me I'm not even a boomer. You know that. To the moon. Okay. Uh, yeah. This is always used to be the big debate. Right, Mariam? Indeed. <laughs> Very well said. I like that. I like that. I like that. 
Mariam Barikzai, you have not seen anything yet. Okay. Apparently, I'm Gen X because I was born in the 70s. Apparently, you've got to be 60s to be a boomer. Anyway, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm happy to be Generation X. As long as I'm not millennial or Generation Z, I'll take whatever. It's just that, that the, um, I don't know, it's just natural. You know how people sometimes hate onions and sometimes people hate garlic and some people love. It's not that deep, fam. It's not that deep, Fatima. All right. Um, the only reason I like the boomers is because um, that that line that the millennials used against the boomers. Okay, boomer. Yeah. I mean, that's such a cool line. I just want to be part of that narrative. That's all. That's the only reason I want to be a boomer. I don't, I've got no idea what the bloody hell a boomer is. What the hell, what's a boomer? Right. Bismillah. So. With no translation, no dua, let's jump into what Sheikh Uthameen says. Rahimullah. He starts off on page 20. Okay? He starts off on page 20. It does give me energy. I have to put my hate somewhere. If I don't, I so secretly wish that I wasn't a millennial. Right? It's unbelievable. You know, I just want to say to you before I start, that when I was at university, people used to call, you know, you know are you a student? I said, no, don't call me a student. Call me whatever you want. Call me a foreigner. Call me... Yani Southern, don't call me a student. I used to detest Yani the whole concept of being considered a student. Everything, I used to live with students and everything around me, and around students. You know, I, I'm not. I'm not interested. Don't call me a student. Don't call me. Call me an Alp. All right. Call me an Alp. Call me. No, don't call me Alp. Call me Bay. In fact, don't call me Bay. Call me Orch Bay. Orch Bay. Listen. Why? Why are you guys going there? Come on. Come on. Hey, Wallah, come on. Why are you guys... Any... You see, now you guys have just messed everything up now, you see. Now you got my Josh going now. Hey, Wallah. Hey, mashallah. All right, let's just leave that bad boy right there. Guys, focus on the... Focus on the lessons. I got this purely for Sumera's basis. Because... Purely for Sumera. Because otherwise, she's going to just completely... Say no, 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 you're not allowed. So now that I've got the axe, now she can't say anything. Ochbay, Ochbay. All right, okay. Someone that you know, my uh, Abdul Qadir, who's Moin Ali's brother, who's mad for this yani behavior, he loves this behavior. He said to me, Yeah, you're too good. I said, Yeah, if I had the chest, the arms, the looks, the hair, yeah. Uh, the the build, the, the 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 strength in the wrists and all the rest of it. Then yeah, I'm perfect Turgut. Yeah, but other than that, you know, we stick with Oshbe. We we'll take that. Right. So, so, I got the hat. I got the hat. What are you talking about? It's the everyone's got the hat. Who hasn't got a hat? That shows. Okay, that shows. Right. That you have no idea what's going on. Who doesn't have the hat? Who doesn't have the thingy? No, for the benefit of MI5, this axe is not ornamental. Okay, come on. Did this look at podcast boys? Oh, are you kidding me? Listen to that bad boy. Order, order. That's right. By the way, my dad and mom and dad are in the other room watching this. They're going nuts. They're saying this is the kind of dust you do. This is the kind of lessons you do. Kids are loving it. But my mum and dad are like, this is a disaster. This is a disaster. What did we raise? What did we do? That's right. Danish is like, oof. 
Bro, it's a real, real thing. Bro, that's right, Arif. Okay? This is the gift of gifts. Right? I'm telling you. Orch bait. Orch bait. Right, listen. That's enough. Marina, why are you doing this? Causing one of his problems here. Right. This is beautiful now because we're going to be taken back to our childhood. Okay? Childhood. Sheikh Uthameen starts off with something beautiful. He goes that, obviously, this dua, Allah Mahdini Fiman Hadid. You know, one of the great things about moving online uh, is that we've now increased our percentage of, to, uh, of Arabs to now actually something acceptable. Before it was token Arabs, it was just Miskeen, uh, Mesa, it was uh, Widad, yeah, and a few here and there. But now we've got a lot more online as the focus is more online. And in, 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 in the local audience, we, didn't have, we don't have actually many Arabs. And one of the and one of the great good things is that you can compare notes about how uh you know how we grew up and what we learned as kids etc etc now one of the things that the arabs don't have they just don't have okay is the classic pak dua kunut of witter okay they just don't have it unless they're going to completely knock my socks off and really shock me and say, uh, no, we know that. Now, if you're a pack, right? If you don't know Allahumma inni nasta'inuka wa nasta'afiruka wa nasta'hdiq and so on and so forth. If you don't know that one, okay? Then you're not a pack. You're a fake. It's as simple as that. Okay? And in, in actual fact, when most people start practicing and they see all these people around them, all following the other madahib or Arabs or, you know, the Paks who are, you know, studying or whatever. And they start hearing them say this Allah Mahdini Fiman Hadid behavior. They're like, what is that? For them, it's foreign. Because they only know, all right, the original Desi OG dua, correct? All right? Of Allahumma inni nasta'inuka wa nasta'hadiq wa nasta'ghafiruk wa na'uminu bi kuna tuakil alayk wa nuthni alayk al-khair You know, you used to learn it as a kid and not even... Yeah, when I say Pax, I mean Asians, bro. I don't mean... I, I mean, you know. So already we can see in this uh, uh, thingy all the Pax are smiling, the Bengalis are Pax and they're loving it. And already Mesa's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And that is the... Um, that is the... You know, how we're brought up. Now, it's fascinating because... Um, as we said last week, right, it's more than a sick du'a. And we're going to spend some time on it. We're going to show this du'a some love. And you know why we're going to show it some love? Because our Sheikh is going to show it some love. Sheikh Uthameen, alayhi rahmatullah, he's going to show it lots of love. Okay? That's interesting. Indians don't. This are the Gujis. Fatima is saying that the Gujis uh, are, not, are not there with that one. Interesting. That's very interesting. So, I told you last week, if you guys didn't know, that a Nabi himself has never been narrated as saying, Allah mahdini fi man hadayt wa afini fi man abayt himself. Okay? Number one. Number two, however, it is the single most authentic dua for Qunut. Okay? And he taught it to the companions. Right? So he taught it to the companions. Allah mahdini fi man hadayt. Hassan, of course, Al Hassan, yani specifically, right? So I want you to imagine, imagine, imagine that, right? Um, even though the famous one that we all think is super famous, like you know, so Asma, who's Nigerian, she's saying we, we ain't got that. I don't expect it to be there. 
I am surprised, even though Fatima is South Indian, uh, uh, Karela, Shafi'i, Kokni uh, uh, kind of folks, and the kind of, kind of Karela folks and whatever who are not Hanafis in India in general, they're Shafi'i. Okay, shout out to Saddam Hussein Mosque in Birmingham. I think they changed the name to that. Yeah, it's a Kokni masjid that. So um, uh, they, I would have thought that they picked it up from their Indian Hanafi neighbors. But this is a pure pack thing. You're not going to find Arabs or Nigerians, knowing Africans, whatever. Even I would go go to say that the Indonesian Malaysians, they would don't even have never heard of Allahumma inni nasta'inuka wa nasta'gfiruka wa nasta'hdiq and so on. And I want to spend a little bit of time. I'm going to read to you, all right? So we're going to now just do a bit of book work, okay? Now that you've got the social history behind it, you're now going to... Uh, Come on, man, I don't know what's going on. Okay, I don't know about that. What's the vegetable? The vegetable is a disaster. That's the absolute disaster. Khalida is an Indian from the south, and this is what we learned. So there you go. Okay, Mesra is my, my token Malaysian remaining in this class. All right? And she's confirmed that we don't know it either. So there you go. So let's go through this dua. In fact, let me put down in the text some versions for you. Okay, and this is important what I said, all right, about versions, because there are a number of versions. So just hold on to your horses, okay, when it comes to what you want to write down. So I'm going to put down, I'm going to put down the, uh, I am going to put down this one, okay. Oh, Sitcon Kani. You sick Konkani, right? That's the first. No, sorry. Okay, that, and then, then this. Okay, so that's the post. All right. Now I put this because this is one of the narrations. This is the narration which is narrated by Ibn Abi Shaiba, uh, Hadith number. Well, not the Hadith number. Uh, volume 2315 or the one by Abdul Razak Sanani in his Musannaf and that's 4969 and I just want you to have a look at that alright because some of you will recognize it I was going to say what on earth is Konkani <laughs> right okay so um, and no uh, I don't even think it's major amongst the Ahnaf in Syria or Sham I think this is more an Indian thing by the way it's authentic but culture plays a very important role in these things, all right? As well as fiqh and madhab and so on, okay? Um, so I'm going to read to you what Sheikh Uthameen says. Then I want to discuss, yani, uh, uh, everybody should know that you press the red button on the thingy, okay? If your red button is not pressed, you press it on live, all right? And that was, that's where it's going to grow up. So Sheikh says, whilst we say, Allahumma hdini fi man hadayt, does the fortress of a Muslim have it? Is it in is it in fortress of a Muslim? Have I got a copy of that anywhere? Is it in Hislu Muslim, folks? Is it is it in Hislu Muslim? Let me check. Is it in Hislu Muslim? I'd love to see what its reference is. Uh, one three five. Okay, let's have a look. 
So one, three, five. So the first one is the normal one. Okay, Allahumma iya kanabud wala kan usali wa nasjud wa ilay kanas awanahbid nor rahmatak wa naksha adabak in adabakabil kafirina mulhaq Allahumma inna nestainuka wa nestagfuruka wa nuthni alikal khair wala nakfuruka wa no minubika wa nakhda ulek wa nakhla umayakfuruk. This one is right, so here's what I wanna here's what I wanna show you, alright? So this uh, in Hisla Muslim, he gives it the uh, um, the reference. This is uh, Farid, okay? Farid Habibatain Yani. Uh, I call him that, but but uh, Farid, who is the translator of this, is one of my uh, mates uh, from London. He has noted. He's only copied Sheikh uh, uh, Saeed Ali Rahmatullah passed away last year, of course, or year before maybe. Um, the author of Hisla Muslim, he puts here. That the narration is by collected by Imam al-Bayhaqi and in a Sunan al-Qubra who, who graded it as chain as authentic. But Sheikh al-Bani in his version of it said that this is, uh, the, the, it has an authentic chain um, as a statement of Umar. Now I've got a couple of problems with this. The first is, is that this particular version that he has mentioned is not the one in the, uh, 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 the, the, the Sunan of Imam al-Bayhaqi. That's just the first observation to make. After I make that observation, I want you to know that this dua has been narrated, in my opinion, in maybe 20, 30 different ways. Different wordings. Al-Kafirin, you saw, you saw, you saw Bil-Kafirin, or and then in other, the most famous ones are Bil-Kufari, okay? It's the one that the packs memorized, you don't memorize it, Al-Kafirin. And the wording of uh, Allahumma in... Uh, Allahumma inna nasta'inuk And we always include وَنَسْتَهْدِيكَ But you'll find virtually every single narration of this dua Without the wording of nasta'hdik It took me ages to find the uh, uh, the single version uh, Single version Okay, yeah, here it is Right and I found it as 4978 in the Musannaf of Abdul Razak. I had to look in the Musannaf of Abdul Razak to find it. Okay. And if you look, in fact, let me. Uh, uh, what did he say? Abdul Razak said that he, it was told to him from Hassan, from Habib, from Abdul Rahman ibn Aswad al Kahili uh, that Ali radiallahu anhu can yaknut bihatin suratin fil fajr. Ghayra annahu yuqaddimu al akhirat wa yaqul. Allahumma iya kana'abud. Right? Now, this is very important. This class, this lesson, guys, is going to go deep. And it's about time we had a deep lesson. It's about time we had a deep lesson. I'm going to write, put down for you the dua of Ali radiallahu an in the musannaf of, of Abdul Razak al Sanani. This is number 4978. Okay? Um. Abdul Razak Al-San'ani Al-San'ani Al-Musannaf 4978 4978 Okay 
Um, now, I want you to exactly Fatima. That's what we're talking about, bro. All right. There's some serious behavior here. Now I want you to look. Right. It actually, he actually says in his chain. He says that Ali radiallahu, and by the way, this section right here is all about the qunut. So he's got like 10, 15 different uh, 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 versions of the same uh, dua. But they've got differences. They've got differences. Now, obviously, these differences are minor. All right? Yani kuffar for kafirin, exactly the same meaning. Just two different words. They both mean the kuffar, right? Um, not having nistahdiq is a slightly big issue, but it's been authenticated as an addition, right? It's just not very, very common. Uh, so swapping words that mean the same kafir and kuffar, no issue. Swapping order, no issue. So for example, Allahumma inna, nis- Allahumma inna nasta'inuka wa nasta'afiruka wa nasta'hdeek versus Allahumma inni or Allahumma inna nasta'inuka wa nasta'hdeek wa nasta'afiruk uh, uh, wa nasjudu lak uh, uh, and changing the slight order of things, no major. Now we know and we've covered before that in the chapter of dua, in the, in the, in the issue of dua, this is flexible, let alone when it's authentically narrated with flexibility. Now, as Hamza mentions, what about well, mul and mul Now, uh, I think that uh, as Pax, I think all of us learned it with mul right? Confirm, folks. I'm pretty positive that a Pak never said anything other than mul No, is it the other way, way around? I know all of you will agree, but I've forgotten because I, 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 I can't remember which one it is. Can you guys confirm whether as a pack it was mulhaq or mulhaq? I'm pretty sure it's mulhaq. That's what my kiddie kind of memory tells me. Yeah, it's mulhaq. Now, this is different. Right? Yeah, it's mulhaq. So, what, 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 this is not necessarily too different, right? Uh, 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 this is not flexibility per se. There are some scholars that said that it is intentionally narrated with both as two separate, uh, 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 two separate narrations. You can use either, use both because they have two separate meanings. And I'm going to come to that when I go explain when I explain the meaning of this. So what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that when you collect all of these narrations together. It is acceptable to be able to say the final version with words here and there in different order. Now, that's different order in the sentences. Now, if you go back to my, my original post, okay, I, ha- I put two separate sentences. These two separate sentences or two separate du'as, I should say, I want you to, in, uh, 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 and if you do it according to the sunnah or you do it according to the way of the salaf, it makes it easier. I want you to imagine that they're two surahs. Okay? I want you to imagine that they're two surahs. And so the first one, okay, uh, can, someone, can someone copy and paste my, uh, uh, my original uh, dua? Find it and copy and paste it, please. Okay? So the first one, which I put up, Allahumma inna nasta'inuka wa nasta'ghafiruka. I want you to consider this to be a surah. And we're going to call it surah al-khala'. Khala' wa nakhla'u. Yani, man yakfuruk. Right? This comes from khala'. I'll come and explain this in a second. Surah al-khala'. Right? Zakir al-khaysadiyah. So, if you look, and Sarah as well. 
if we look at that first, Allahumma inna nasta'inuka wa nu'minu bika wa natawakkil alayka wa nuthni alayka al-khair wa la nakfuruk. You will see that this is not the version that the packs know. Right? Because it doesn't have what we used to say. Wa nakhla'u may yakfuruk. Right? This is what we used to say. And you will find that particular version also in the books of Hadith and Athar. Okay? I'm going to come to his history in a second. Alright? So just to make it clear, because of this unique word, because we do not have many, if any, I mean, obviously, I'm not saying a muhaddith of any magnitude, but I don't know of the word khala, which means to remove, okay? Nakhla, which means to, like, when we say, I am rushing myself, but when we say subhanak, we're saying, you are removed, ya Allah, you are so high and exalted, ya Allah, from their, their stupidity. We've done it, we've spoken about that. Subhan means to swim away, to go away from the shore. Your Allah, you're removed and, and, and almighty and exalted and high and transcendent above what they claim. That's Subhan. Nakhla is almost the same. We're removing, yani, and we, are, we avoid and we, 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 we purify you, yani, uh, from uh, uh, the ignorance and the stupidity of the people who do kufr with you and that associate with you and so on and so forth. Because it's not used many places, hardly any, I don't know any at all, but obviously that doesn't mean anything, it probably is used somewhere. And its presence in this dua, in an authentic version, it was actually called Surah Al-Khala, the Surah of Khala. As for the second portion, Allahumma iya ka na'abud, wa la ka nusalli wa nasjud, wa ilayka nas'a wa nahfid, narju rahmataka wa nakhsha adhabak, right, this one, إِنَّ عَذَابَ الْجِدِّ بِالْكُفَّارِ وَبِالْكَافِرِينَ مُلْحَقْ أو مُلْحِقْ This one, this uh, 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 portion, which always in our pack version of dua was the second part, this is called Surah Al-Hafid. Surah Al-Hafid. And its name, Hafid, comes from وَإِلَيْكَ نَسْعَى وَنَحْفِدْ Right, again, this word, Nahfid or this verb that right, is very rare. I mean, again, I don't know of it in another dua. There must be, but my knowledge is limited. Um, and hafid uh, means to like act quickly, very quickly. You know, the hafada, right, is like uh, uh, your family, but your young family, and it also means like a servant, right? And the Hafid is a servant who they're so used, they're so clocked in, in servitude, that they act like, you know, like your servant, your butler, your main guy, they like act on auto, like, you know, Auto, uh, autopilot, right? You don't have to move and your glass is there because they know that you want your glass there. They don't move and your, your thing is there. Everything's happening super quick. It's on auto. It's like very, very, very... You don't, you don't even notice them because they're seamless, right? So, وَنَحْفِدْ right, means that we act super fast. We hasten to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We hasten to good deeds. We hasten to istighfar. We hasten to Tawbah like a servant would. Yeah. That's the best anyway. 
Anyway, this phrase and this concept is not narrated elsewhere in the Sunnah. And that's why it is dominant. It's chosen. Like, you understand the concept, right? That when you name like Surah Al-Baqarah, there's so many stories in the Baqarah, but we chose the, the cow one. Because actually the story of, of, of all of the other prophets and the story of Adam and the story of the Malaika and the story of creation and Jannah and Nar and this, that, whatever, is repeated. But yani, the cow itself and what happened, that's pretty unique. Now it doesn't have to be, it can't be repeated again, but something dominant. Ali Imran, of course, this surah is full of stuff, but that family is very dominant in that surah. So you pick, when it comes to naming, normally you pick someone who's dominant, something which is dominant. And of course, I remind you all that the naming of surahs is not tawqifi. It's not from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa That's why you see them recite sabbih, right? Yani, exactly, exactly. So, uh, like my name is mentioned, uh, Ameen. So, um, uh, so, now that you understand why they've got these two names, I'm going to go even further. This is not a hadith. Even though all our lives as packs we've been saying Allahumma inni nasta'inuka, Allahumma inna nasta'inuka, wa nasta'aghfiruka, wa nasta'ahdeek, wa nu'minu bika, wa natawakkil alayka, wa nuthni alayka al-khayr kulla, and so on and so forth, yeah? When I started practicing, I started adding more phrases that took me away from the pack one, which made me forget the pack one, right? That's what happens as soon as you start practicing, you find that this is authentic. Or you know how it happens. When you start practicing, you start studying, your immediate thing, which is the biggest mistake, of course, ever, is to completely throw the baby out of the bathwater. Everything that your parents taught you must be rubbish. Everything it must be wrong. They are misguided. They don't know their village. This is the jah- the jahl of of young people when they start practicing. And I was very fortunate that in my first year when I did that dump, you know, get rid of all of the way that I pray, the way that I believe, the way that I, uh, uh, you know, the way that I make dua, the way that I do, you know, call upon the Prophet ﷺ, you know, from my kind of Braille background and everything that I picked up, let me get rid of everything, right? But I was in touch with teachers very quickly that didn't leave me to my own devices. And I was very, very uh, humble too, meaning I didn't go up against them. And I was early able to see that, oh, hold on, that is authentic what I've learned. That is Yanni right, that what, what my parents told me, but they just made a few mistakes here and there and whatever. And so, um, like I think Mariam, I read her comment like about 20 minutes ago, which was that uh, when you realize the dua that you've been reciting, or like Surah Yasin is the best example. Every pack learns Surah Yasin, right? As, as a child. And it's a disaster. The Tajweed's up and down, pronunciation's wrong, Makharij are wrong, you've, you've eaten and chewed up all the words. Because that's what your parents understood. Or the Molvi understood, the Anipak Molvis who didn't want qualified themselves. Then you start practicing and you learn it again. And it's a disaster because it's having to learn the whole surah again because it's so messed up. It's so mutated, the one that you've memorized. It's not one that actually you memorize by meaning or by even words or letters. You've only memorized it as a as a string. You have to start, and if you stop at any moment, you're gonna have to start again from the beginning because you have no idea what you're reciting. It's a it's a tone. It's a musical uh, a string. It's a that's what it is. You get interrupted. It's game over. That's not how you're meant to memorize anything. You're meant to memorize everything by words, by meaning. You're not meant to be. Oh no, I have no idea what the next word is at all. I have to go back to the beginning of the page to create the whole sound again, right? So, uh, and it's actually uh, what Adil said. I found that a lot. I found memorizing the Quran yani, to be so difficult. Yani, you know, if I knew the surah from before, 
I had to like, you know, try to get it out of my head entirely because it was so difficult to relearn. So this is the only a reminder. Obviously, Protector's House has uh, uh, um, just been launched as well, Al-Maghrib, for those who have not taken it. And in that, you know, we, we discuss, you know, the rights of our parents and how much zulm we did towards them because, you know, even though they made many, made, uh, many mistakes when it comes to educating us, it didn't mean that everything that they taught us was was uh, wrong, right? As Arif says, right? Sumaira says, everybody is saying, the hardest thing is correcting a surah that you've memorized wrongly. It is a real, real disaster. So, um, anyway, so uh, I don't know what I was trying to explain. Uh, I, I can't remember what I was trying to explain. Anyway, so this uh, dua, um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this um, uh, 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 du'a was never actually stated by the Prophet That's amazing, right? Which now goes to show that we do not have any... Uh, that Saka will speak at the end maybe if we get time. We don't actually have any actual hadith from the Prophet Wasallam uh, to say in Qunut that he himself said that we know. Other than what we feel quite comfortable using in Ramadan or at the end of Ramadan when it's cursing the Kuffar and the Quraysh and so on. That's very clearly narrated from him Wasallam. But there has to be context to that, right? So it's, that's why the Qunut al-Nazil is something very well established from the Prophet Whereas Qunut al-Witr, not so. It's all from the companions. And this is most authentically narrated from Umar radiallahu an. So this is Sahih as a Athar only. As a narration of Umar only. Yeah, it's narrated from other companions as well. But it's the chief narration of Umar. Now to make it even more interesting, there are a number of narrations in the Musannaf of Abdul Razak al-San'ani and Ibn Abi Shayba, okay, who collect most of these um, kind of narrations. Um, and they tell us a very interesting side story behind this. They basically tell us that this according to some, was originally part of the Qur'an. And it was abrogated. Now that's something not new, and especially when Umar is involved, then we know that there are a number of things that he has been connected to, whether it is verses, whether it is ahkam, ruling such as breastfeeding, um, 10 to 5, for example, when you want to make yani, someone yani, a nursing child, etc. Whether it comes to zina, whether it comes, you know, this various things that you study in the Quran. I think maybe you'll do that in Quranic Revolution, uh, Quran Revolution. Sorry, Sheikh uh, Ahsan. I'm not sure whether that's been done already or not. But I did hear. I think Shaz was saying. Wasn't Shaz saying that? Did he not announce that uh, uh, Ahsan is going to teach Ulum Al Quran or something in Ramadan or something? Shaz, uh, write down what the score is. Uh, that would be useful for you guys because, it, of course, when you study abrogation, abrogate, and the different types. Of, I think Mesa. I think we did it in in here as well. LP. When we went through the different types of um, abrogation, or is that am I am I am I am I am I channeling uh, fitna, the the, the tafsir of Surah Ali Imran, where I discussed that there are some types of abrogation where both the ruling is taken out and the recitation is taken out, or sometimes where the ruling is taken out but the recitation is left in, or sometimes where the recitation is taken out but the ruling is left in, etc. So so this is so this is not a problem for us, okay? This is not a problem for us. Yeah, I need to uh, have this kind of uh, 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 concept. 
However, I just want to say that the correct yani, opinion Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best is that this was never uh, a part of the Quran. Oh, a nice one, uh, Shazad uh, and uh, Maryam. So, uh, uh, oh, yes, Sumeru, good memory. Well done. Well done. You see, Mesa, you missed it, bro. Mesa, man, you missed it. We did. We did speak about, not in a lot of detail, in fairness, but when we spoke about the uh, uh, the, 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 the Mus'haf of Abdullah bin Mas'ud, right? And definitely covered it in fitna, yeah. We went into that in fitna, yes, I mean, definitely. But I think it's that, uh, um, uh, correct, correct, yeah. It got all messy and people were not happy and all the rest of it, yeah. So, I, I want you to know that in the Mus'haf, uh, according to the majority of scholars, and this again shows that people are not ready for this knowledge, right? They're just really not, and they they have one narrative that they've learned, and you know because the major scholars stick to it, they don't think that there's not other side narratives, and you know. But in fairness, you know maturity is important, you know, of audience, and and it, and it, when there's little fair there, then I don't think that people need to go into it. Yeah, exactly. Let's not go there. But what I want to say is this is that I believe that the correct position is that this was not actually part of the agreed-upon Mus'haf. And when it's not part of the agreed-upon Mus'haf, okay, um, when it's not part of the agreed-upon Mus'haf, when I say agreed-upon, I mean the Mus'haf of Uthman, okay, um, which, yani, you know, you bring it all together, um, then... We do not say technically that this is an abrogated verse. I hope that you understand that. Yani, what I want to say is that all of the companions had, not all, some of the major companions had their own masahif, meaning that they would obviously uh, memorize as the primary source of retaining the Quran from the, from the mouth of the Prophet. ﷺ. Some of them never heard the Prophet ﷺ recite the whole Quran because that's just normal, right? Like, like, like I'll give you an example. I have pretty much heard all of the Quran recited by Sheikh Abdul Ghaffar. Right? That's a very unique thing if you think about it. It's a madness. Right? But I've heard virtually, I, I, you know. Now imagine that this was the time of the Sunnah. Right? You know, playing the play role here. Him as the Prophet, me as a companion. Not knowing any Quran and listening to him. Right? The reason I can say that is because he has led us in this masjid when I brought him here about 10 years ago, 12 years ago. And from the beginning, we agreed, you know, we did it to make sure that we can inc increase the Quranic literacy. I said, I don't want no, yeah, Imam, I don't want you to do the lazy bakwas. I'm bringing you here on the condition that you really push these people. And he, so we do khatam. Now I know that this is very, very close to bid'ah. Let me make it clear. I, 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 I'm very sympathetic to that opinion. And I have to say that I, I've put my neck on the line and I have tried to justify it from the benefits that it brings without also saying that we're doing it very strictly and we don't yani, make it a religious thing and we don't do it accurately. But in general, we do a khatam in... Meaning that Sheikh Abdul Hafad will recite a, the whole Quran in all the prayers, the loud prayers only, for... Six months, every six months. And I've been here all this time and I've heard him do I don't know how many khatams. Now, that would need you to be in the salah like every single day, super regular. Now, Alhamdulillah, Masjid is close and we love going there. So that's been easy for us. But if a person didn't do that, 
like Umar radiallahu an who as you know in Bukhari we have that hadith right at the beginning of Kitab al-Ilm in the chapter of knowledge in which he used to live outside of Medina wasn't able to let alone hear the recitation of the Prophet sallallahu he wasn't even able to be in the lessons right and he you know he had that deal with the neighbor that listen you go today you go and learn and then you come back you tell me what you learn and then I will memorize it and I'm going to go and I'm going to learn and then when I come back I'll tell you what I learned and you're going to memorize it and that's basically we're going to keep having this partnership system and that's what he had and despite that there's two observations that I would make despite this fractured approach he became the most knowledgeable and the greatest of the companions the leader of the companions after Abu Bakr Siddiq which is insane. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala confirms his opinion in the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala confirms his opinion over the Prophet. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala supports Umar in ways that we can't even blow your mind. Alright. Um, so that's interesting, despite a fractured approach. At the same time, he definitely missed information. Famous attack on Abu Huraira, radiallahu an. Okay. Uh, 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 Umar definitely went after Abu Huraira. I never heard that before. Where did he hear that in a hadith? Okay. By the way, I thought, don't think people are live. Again, check your YouTube video or video on the portal. Press the red button, live button. Get live, folks. Um, and uh, 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 and uh, Abu Huraira became angry, and rightfully so. He goes, whoa, right? Some people chasing dunya and some man ziyani are following the before the Prophet. Meaning obviously it was very poor. He used to live with the Prophet. So Yani, I, I want you to know that if you are not there, you don't hear everything. And that's okay. And that's why we have so much difference of opinion among Sahaba. Right? That's one of the main reasons. Not everybody can be there all the time. Right? Aisha radiallahu anha, we know what her strengths are. We also know her weaknesses as well. Right? She is she's not like some of the elderly. Uh, wives of the Prophet ﷺ. so she is much more knowledgeable in that sense because normally the elderly uh, wives they're remaining at home and so they're not going out and they're not seeing you know the, the the day to day which the other companions are so they we kind of restrict them to what they're doing when they're seeing at night time at home etc etc Aisha different she was young so she'd go out on a lot of kind of uh, uh, units battles she was young fit Hajj this that whatever what she's out and about but still she's not there all the time. Anas, hardly anybody can compare to. Anas is like madness, right? Because he is inside the house, outside the house, serving him. He's growing up. He's a young kid, so he's milling around the the wives as well. Madness, madness. Just a whole different next level of madness. Abdullah ibn Abbas, likewise, very young. And obviously family as well, but not mahram close. But, you know, young. So he's around the house as well. He's got relatives married to Prophet as well. So he gets in. And then you've got other companions like, you know, the major players who are with him, but not in the, in the, in the, in the, um, in the, uh, in the, what's it called? Not, not in the home uh, zone. So Umar has got a lot of portions that he's going to miss out on, right? A lot of portions. He's going to miss out on day portions. He's going to miss out on night portions. So his knowledge is deficient in certain areas, which he asks other, and he openly asks, you know, you'll see so many narrations, Umar Asking other companions. So many times he takes fatwa from Ali radiallahu anhu, for example. Or asking you know, opinions of others and, and so on and, and taking it, right? Uh, he might say something, you know, he might say something of anger and he might get put in place, right? But he never took it personally, 
he knows his limits. And at the same time, just with the little that he 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 was there with, he took it to a whole different level, which is amazing. Anyway, what I want to so that's important. As students of knowledge, you need to understand the foundations here. Abdullah bin Mas'ud is no different. Abdullah bin Mas'ud not having contact all the time. Abdullah bin Mas'ud has a, a, a unique approach like some of the other companions in which while he's memorizing the Qur'an, and he memorized a lot of the Qur'an from the Prophet In fact, he's right at the, the top of them, along with Ubay bin Ka'ab, along with Salim Mawla, uh, 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 Abu Hudayfa, okay? Um, uh, along with Zayd bin Thabit, for example. These are big, heavy ones on the Qur'an, and even they would check with some companions for the ending of a surah, the beginning of another surah, an ayah missed out there, a bit of yani, order here, I've got this, but what about chronological, not, I've got it in chronological order, but what about the revealed order, right? So I was there when this happened, but what about the final mushaf, which the Prophet ﷺ recited from beginning to end in Quran order, uh, in Ramadan, for example. And so if you start to develop the, 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 the narrative, correct narrative, authentic, that, each, that some companions have their own mushafs, to keep a note of things, and in addition to strengthen their memory, then we start to get involved in the potential controversy and difficult area of when they start writing notes. And we have hadith where the Prophet ﷺ prohibited the writing of hadith and mushaf, and in the writing in the mushaf, writing hadith. And when you read these without any context, like, what do you mean? How is that possible? And of course, people are missing the fact that these prohibitions were about writing your uh, writing things down and in the same manner and the same lack of gravitas as the rest of your writing, allowing it to then get mixed up with your own notes and own writing, and then people become misguided therefore. And so some scholar, some of the companions took that very, very strictly and didn't do it. Others understood this prohibition as it's general for the basic people, similar to the, the hadith of the two people, the two groups that were told to pray Salatul Al to not pray until they get to the city. And some understood that as that's not actually a prohibition of not praying, but he wants us to get there quickly. So let's actually pray and then we we'll shoot. Others took it literally said, no, we're going to shoot there and then we're going to pray over there because that's what he said. We're not messing around with it. So just like that, companions differ on what they mean. Don't write it down. It means don't write it down at all, end of. Or some said, no, no, actually when he says don't write it down, it means don't you dare mix it up. Don't get confused. Now, with Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, we know that his mushaf had certain things that were added and some things that were taken out. And there are a number of narrations. We're not going to go into that because that's already uh, uh, a problem. So I just want you to know, Ahlam, that in our time when your Quran teacher is telling you that, it's not at all to do with the reason that was the reason from the sunnah. Now when you're told not to write in your mushaf, it is purely because of adab, because of disfiguring the words, because it's the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's purely out of respect and so on. Um, actually, maybe that's not even right. Because uh, in fairness to the Quran teachers, also maybe what they're trying to say is that sometimes, you know, on a fatha or a kasra, you might, you know, deface it and it, looks like a dhamma for example and then people that would be reading it that are only reading in your mushaf might be misguided so actually in fairness maybe they've still got the original illa going as well but i want you to know that in the original illa it was not about respect per se it was about confusion right and that's why we've got these differences 
you know, that, for example, uh, as is narrated, that قُلْ nas are not uh, from the Qur'an, but rather they are dua, for example, right? This was only held by some of the companions who didn't, yeah, any, uh, 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 who hadn't heard it, recited, and I've got to laugh, I've got to laugh here, because if I said, if I said to you, people didn't think it was from the Qur'an, you would go, that's insane, that's insane, right? How can nobody hear, and that's because in our time, that's the only surahs people recite in their salah. Because they're lazy pakis basically, right? And they just, yeah, they just want to get it over and done with, right? Habibi, in the salah, in the sunnah, these, are, I mean, I don't, they're not, they're not regularly recited, by the way. I mean, I struggle to think of a... I think the, I mean, I, I, you know what it is. I've got the worst memory in the world, so I hope someone corrects me. But I think that the most narration of al of Shismallah uh, of uh, the these two. Uh, actually, I'm glad I said that. Um, is is probably some of the weaker narrations. I don't know about Fajr Sunnah. I don't know of a hadith that 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 says that. I don't know of a hadith that says that, Fajr Sunnah. But anyway, um, is the Witter prayer. And as far as I know, those narrations are either weak or not amazingly strong. What I mean is that in the third raka'ah, so you, say, you recite, uh, and in the third one, right? Or you do. First raka'ah, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدْ Second raka'ah, uh, And then last one, قُلْ I think nearly all of these, I think, are not very strong. So, I want you to imagine that you're not hearing that very regularly in the Salah. You're hearing the rest of the Qur'an. You're hearing people, you know, they're, they're, you're hearing the Prophet he's smashing it, right? You're not hearing the same old thing, people just taking cheap shot out, you know? Cheap, 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 just the Ani like what people do, which is yeah, a lesson to all of us. And, and, the naming of the Prophet ﷺ, yeah, I think uh, Hajar got mixed up. I'm, I'm only talking about the last two. I'm not talking about ikhlas or anything. I'm talking about falak and nas. And by the way, I just want to say that a lot of people make, making the point about uh, no, writing the Quran, I think it's okay to do that. But I also believe that there should be a study Quran and a recitation one. I think your personal Quran is, you know, so I've, I've got a mushaf that I've been writing notes in for 25 years. Right, and it was my first mushaf that had a translation with it, and I would, I I started the learning of my Arabic, my Arabic. I started with that. So anyway, um, so I think that's fine, absolutely. Like I said, the big issue was writing over the Arabic and playing around. Now I know that Yani, when you're when you're memorizing, um, you often are told by a teacher to circle the word you keep getting wrong, so that you keep looking at it and you keep Yani or underlining it, you know. To, so that your mind, because you often get stuck on a particular word and mispronounce it. That's all fine, man. It's all fine. Okay. Anyway, so the Prophet calls it al muawwidatain Okay. And in some narrations, al muawwadatain Right. And that would basically indicate muawwidah wal muawwadah, meaning that 
these are the two surahs that you use to seek refuge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and these are the two surahs that you seek refuge yani, with Allah within. You seek refuge within them for protection. So when you're seeing that and hadith like that, Abdullah bin Mas'ud, you can see that his mind is going to it's completely understandable that this is more in your mind as a du'a when you're not really hearing it so much in the Qur'an. So I'm just giving you the example that there are in the uh, individual companions within their notes, if you go deep into this subject, you will find certain notes which were either making the Qur'an not be part of the Qur'an or that which is not from the Qur'an to be part of the Qur'an. That doesn't worry us. And concern us. Why? Because that's why the companions said, listen, we've got too many different people doing their own little thing. Let's just get the big boys together, recite it all out and write it all down. And what's agreed upon by the companions is agreed upon. That's what happened. And then that's what we got from the Uthmani Mus'haf, keeping the, the, the narrative nice and simple. However, saying all that, in the Mus'haf of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, these were two surahs. These were two surahs. Allahumma inna nasta'inuka wa nasta'ghafiruka wa nu'minu bika wa natawakkalu alayk wa nuthni alayk al-khair. And it, this was surah al-khala' Allahumma iyaka na'abud wa laka nusalli wa nasjud wa ilayka nas'a wa nahfid. This was known as surah al-hafad. These two surahs were part of the mushaf of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud according to some scholars, according to some narrations, which are authentic. And I'm okay with that. And add the narration, now add to it, that the, one of the reasons that Abdullah bin Mas'ud felt comfortable with that is because Umar radiallahu an used to recite these two in his qunut. This was his dua. <coughs> um, and most of the narrations, okay, they, 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 they basically say, no, no, independent, independent. And most of the, the, the uh, narrations that you find is that they were recited in the Fajr prayer. Okay. And in the Fajr prayer recited in some, in some um, surahs, in some hadith, it was mentioned that he recited it before the raka'ah. And in others, very clearly, after the raka'ah. And in both, and in each one, uh, uh, group of narrations, the group of narrations that say before raka'ah and after raka'ah, you will find that it will say he used to make qunud bisuratayni with the two surahs. So it became widely known as the two surahs. And when someone would say he's making qunud with the two surahs, it means Allahumma inna nasta'inuk wa Allahumma iyaka na'abud wa laka nasalli wa nasjud. This is the two surahs referring to. Al-Khala' wa hafad And even in the group of narrations that say that he used to make this dua after the ruku'ah, okay, they were also called, he used to make the qunut with the two surahs. Now, that's a bit difficult to understand. But imagine that you are seeing someone who at the end of Fatiha is now making a qunut with a dua which is being said at the surah time that's got surah name and has been treated yani, at the end of the Fatiha like what you recite from the Quran. So you can see that the narrative 
to include it in your mushaf, quote unquote, is going to be um, uh, it's not yani somewhat it's not something which is like you know odd or weird or or or, or random or whatever. I have a narration here that Tawus uh, Rahimullah authentically he said that he heard Ibn Abbas uh, Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma he said Umar radiallahu an he made qunut with these two surahs before the ruku'ah before the ruku'ah that's narrated by Abdul Razak al-San'ani volume 3 114 it's narrated by Ibn Abbas as well in his musnad and it's also narrated in by Imam Tabari as well and and then we have another narration from Ma'bad Ibn Sirin okay one of the salaf right one of the tabi'in Salatu Khalfu Umar ibn Khattab radiyallahu anhu Salatu Subh I prayed behind Umar radiyallahu anhu the Fajr prayer and he made qunut with these two surah after the ruqwa so you see authentic narrations that call it suratain consider it to be from the Quran after after now let me make it clear there is an absolute consensus that this is not from the Quran I'll make that very clear but that's me giving you the, the end consequence. As the build-up to it, it is very possible that it was abrogated. It is very possible that it was never, ever even part of it. And this was Abdullah bin Mas'ud's own ijtihad, mistake, understanding. Names were given, certainly not by the Prophet And if a person can, maybe it's possible, they got mixed up, that he did use it before the ruku' or after ruku', they could get mixed up. Or we assume no, he did sometimes before, he did it sometimes afterwards, and they call and because it, because it happened before, they applied the name to it. Like, like I said at the beginning, when a word is so uh, unique, you're not hearing it in any surah, and any du'a, in anything, you give it a name, and then like Chinese whispers, it can develop. I don't know. I don't want to keep going like that because people then start to you know we, we create we create too many questions. But my point is, is that it is so interesting and it's very important for students of knowledge to understand any background behind what's going on. You know, there's a massive world out there. So I just want to say that the Arabs, yani, they really dropped the ball on this one. Pax, yani, were onto this bad boy. Like, you know, we were on the Sunnah of Umar. Shout out to the Pax. Only time it's going to happen. Arabs, yani, you missed out on your entire lives from this dua. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Oh my God. Anyway. So this is beautiful because now I'm going to go, obviously, lessons over. But I just want to now read to you what Sheikh Uthameen says, okay? And the, w- the way that he recites it and what he's about to uh, say. He says, uh, our author says that the sunnah dua of Witar is Allah Mahdini fi man hadayt. That is what is apparent. However, you should not, you should not, uh, which companion prayed behind Umar? No, it wasn't a companion. Uh, it was, I mean, uh, Ibn Abbas narrated directly, and so obviously he must have prayed behind him because he said that he prayed. But the one that was said that I prayed was Ma'abad ibn Sirin. He is a tabi'in. Okay? He is a tabi'in. All right? Ibn Abbas himself has, has, has prayed. All right? Anyway. Uh... Sheikh says that if you look at what our author says, that the dua for dua al-witr or dua of qunut is Allah mahdini fi man hadayt, 
it's almost like this is how it starts. Now the reason Sheikh Uthameen says that, okay, the reason that Sheikh Uthameen says that is because he even adds adds at the end, Muhammad, which is the ending, right? So he goes through a couple of dua, a couple of hadith, and then ends. So when you say the dua is then that's basically what he's saying is the beginning of the hadith, or the beginning of the dua, right? And Shaykh Uthameen says, that is what it seems what is apparent, but that's not necessarily what should happen, okay? Shaykh Uthameen says, what is more correct is that you actually start with this dua. And he now quotes, and I'm going to read it. Allahumma inna nasta'inuka wa nasta'hdika wa nasta'ghafiruk wa natubu ilayk wa nu'minu bik wa natawakkalu alayk wa nuthni alayk al-khayr kulla I think when we were packs we don't memorize the word kulla Okay, kullahum wa nashkuruka wa la nakfuruk Allahumma iyaka na'abud wa laka nusalli wa nasjud wa ilayka nas'a wa nahfid نرجو رحمتك ونخشى عذابك إن عذابك الجد بالكفار ملحق. Alright. Then you say, Sheikh Uthameen is carrying on. Allah مهديني في من هديت until the end. Then Sheikh Uthameen says. Then he says, that is actually what Imam Ahmed himself preferred and stated and taught in his madhab. Okay, and the reason for that is because of the general principle that before you start asking, you follow the sunnah of giving something first. So we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first before we start yani, asking. That praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that which opens up the door to asking from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, now let's now break this down because this is absolutely fascinating. Okay, uh, this is yani, the concept. And of course, we went into a lot. I don't want to repeat this, folks. If you, this is the first time you're hearing this, we spent a good one or two lessons going into the wisdom of this when we spoke about dua al-istiftah, subhanakallah wa bihamdik, wa tabarak asmuk, and the various different needs. I'm telling you, Marina, once you now learn the meaning of this, you're definitely going to want to re-memorize 100%. All right, when you see the authentic version compared to what we learn as kids. Um, just so that uh, the guys are not getting confused. Uh, Tawus said, Ibn Abbas said. Uh, let me just get this right from my notes here. That's right. The, the narration of Abdul Razak has it that Tawus said that, um, that he heard Ibn Abbas. Correct. Right. And Ma'abid ibn Sirin from the Salaf. I pray. Yeah, that's it. What Anna, what Anna has written. Okay. Is absolutely spot on. Now, let's just go through this dua. First of all, for the version that I read, which is obviously different to the one that you guys know with a little bit, yani there, all right? That is the, the one which is narrated by, in the footnotes, by Imam al-Bayhaqi and volume two, uh, number uh, 211, okay? And actually, what's very interesting is in this particular version, right? Um, in the version of al-Bayhaqi, look how the hadith uh, starts. It's on the narrated uh, on the authority of Abdurrahman uh, ibn Abza. He said that I prayed behind Umar uh, radiallahu an in the uh, Fajr prayer, and I heard 
him say after the recitation, meaning Surah Al-Fatiha, but before Ruku' Allahumma inna nasta'inuk. You, you get what I'm saying, folks? So even in the narration of Al-Bayhaqi, the, 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 the reference here, obviously, Shaykh Al-Tamini has not got time to go into that. Okay, uh, This is on page 20 of volume 4 of Asharh Al-Mumti'ah, right at the bottom. Okay, um, So whilst the time has uh, expired, let me just uh, quickly go through the meaning of this dua. All right? Allahumma, and people are asking, can you say inni? Of course you can. Allahumma inna means yani, when you're making a dua for the congregation. Oh Allah, us. Right? Um, the, uh, so, oh Allah, inna nasta'inuk. Oh Allah, we seek your help. So whether you say, Allahumma inni nasta'inuk, or, uh, or, but it's better, I think, in my opinion, Allahumma inna, that's more grammatically correct. Okay? Allahumma inna nasta'inuk wa nasta'afiruk. Allahumma inna nasta'inuk, oh Allah, we seek your help. Wa nasta'hdiq, we seek your guidance. Wa nasta'afiruk, and we seek forgiveness from you. Wa natubu ilayk, and we openly come back to you in repentance. Wa nu'minu bik, we believe fully in you. Wa natawakkalu alayk, and we place our faith and our trust in you alone. Wa nuthni alayk al khayra kullah, and we praise you with all the good that there possibly is. Wa nashkuruk, and we are grateful to you. Wa la nakfuruk, and we seek refuge from being ungrateful to you. We do not want to be ungrateful to you. That is the completion of, uh, and in the ones that we used to learn, uh, 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 this is, uh, and in the ones that we used to learn when we were kids, um, or if you look at the different versions in the Musannaf, when you say, and of course this is built upon a khala, so let's include that wording, which is not, being quoted by Sheikh Uthameen because it's not in the version of Al-Bayhaqi. That yani, those are people who are doing kufr of you, yani, you know, to hell with them basically. We are free of those people. We remove that from ourselves. And when you say it, we leave those yani, who are evil towards you and do evil, who transgress against you, who go beyond your limits. We are we abandon those. Alright? Who do fujur against you. Alright? Um and that's of course where it gets his name. But that's a side note. Now let's go back to the one that Sheikh is quoting from Al-Bayhaqi. And this is, that's the end of Surah Khala. Now Surah Hafid. Allahumma iyyaka na'abud. Oh Allah, alone it is you that we worship. Again, the beautiful change of iyyaka na'abud wa iyyaka nasta'in. If you've ever heard the, the, the explanation of Surah Fatiha. And you know that this is grammatically not the way you should do it. But it's been done like that to make it clear that only Allah alone is worshipped as opposed to Allah, we are worship you, which allows the door to be opened for, and we worship you, and we worship you, we worship you, na'abuduk, yani, na'abuduk, 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 but when you say, wa'iyaka na'abud, it means Allah, you alone, you alone, nobody else, we worship. So this is using that grammatical framework, which is beautiful. So Allahumma iyaka na'abud, Allah, you alone, it is that we worship, walaka nusalli, wa nasjud, to you alone, we pray and we prostrate, وَإِلَيْكَ نَسْعَى وَنَحْفِدْ This is the, this is the surah uh, or the dua is built upon this part, portion here. وَإِلَيْكَ نَسْعَى وَنَحْفِدْ The scholar is different than what it means. In my interpretation, I will translate this. وَإِلَيْكَ نَسْعَى وَنَحْفِدْ That to you, for you we strive and for you we hasten. And to you we hasten. وَإِلَيْكَ نَسْعَى For you we strive or to you we strive or uh, to get to you we strive and to you we hasten. 
uh, hasten in our action, in our toba, in our in our uh, uh, intention, uh, etc. نرجو رحمتك and we we long and we hope for your mercy. ونخشى عذابك and we are afraid of your punishment. إن عذابك because of a surety, certainly, verily, and indeed, your true punishment, not a blag. In عذابك الجدي, okay, and جدي. Jiddi yani asah, okay. In your absolute one hundred percent true, serious, not messing about punishment, bil kufari and bil bil kafirin in some narrations. That's gonna occur to the non-Muslims, mulhiq, and in other narrations, mulhaq. Now mulhiq, right? The one that we learned. If we use mulhiq. Then it means that it is, yani, it's not gonna, they can't escape. It's after them, it's pursuing them, it's mulhiq, it's on its, it's, 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 you know, it's gonna attach itself, it's, it's after them, it's pursuing them. You know, like when you're running, you're running, you're running, you think you're gonna get away, and you know you can't escape. So that would then be translated as. And we are afraid of your punishment, your, 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 your true punishment to the kuffar is something they will never ever be able to escape from. Or the kuffar will never be able, of, verily the kuffar will never be able to escape your very real punishment. Play with the English. That is if you go mulhiq. If you go mulhaq, then it means it's them. They are, in a, they are the punishment. It's attached to them. It's one and one. It is, it is, yani, uh, 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 it's intrinsic to their reality. There's no way that they're getting away with it. It's because it's mulhaq. It's attached to them. It's got. It's, it's mulhaq, right? Uh, 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 so whether you go mulhaq or mulhaq, it means that they're not escaping from the punishment. It's gonna happen. They're gonna be punished. That's why it's okay to trans use this word and that word, okay? Um, and Allah subhanahu wa taala knows best. Uh, best. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. So anyway, I think that um I think that um you see Ria, I think it was, isn't it? We had that discussion, Rija, I think it's Ria. Or maybe it's Rija, I've forgotten. But anyway, I um I think that when it comes to uh how flexible we should be in saying certain words and not saying certain words, I think that which is narrated in a certain order I think should be. And I don't know. Rija, that's it, Rija, yeah. Um, uh, uh, I don't know of it being without the jid, and I think that we should. I think everybody should relearn, relearn this dua. I, I mean, I, I, I think so. It's authentic. It's part of our Qunut experience. And when you see its phrase, it's not... I mean, obviously, there's a little bit of asking for things, you know, hidayah, maghfirah, and so on. But mostly, it's about just stating the big ones, you know? You are the king. You are the one... It's your mercy, it's your power, it's your it's it's praise. Okay? Bridja <laughs> the bee. That's it. I remember she did give a really nice explanation. Bridja. That's what everyone remind me, yeah? That's everyone remember it's we've got to say the J. Bismillah. Anyway, so I think uh, we I think we do that. I think what Imam Ahmed said is fine. I think everything is fine. I wanna stop there. I know that we didn't do anything, but I think it's good that we know the history. <laughs> We, we we did the shortest lesson in history. We've done <laughs> eight lines. Eight lines. 
So anyway, it is what it is. We learned it was justified. It wasn't at least any, you know, thingy. All right, any questions, folks? So, you see, all right, first of all, all right, how does it happen? This happens, up, yeah? That shouldn't happen. That was always going to happen. The other way. Okay. Obviously, this is now turning into disaster, but Bismillah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. On the podcast. I hope the asthma, ASMR, or whatever. What a hater. The rim of the tin. Are you kidding me? What's the class position again? Oh, yeah, man. Rah, forget that, bro. All right, listen. We're going to, I, I don't want too many questions to come in right now about more dua and whatever. Um, because we're, we're going to be covering that. Okay, we're going to be covering the scope for more dua, extra dua. That's coming in the next few lessons, okay? Um, and the class position with respect to what we covered today is that this is a dua from the sunnah. Because Umar radiallahu anh is to be followed. Okay? Umar is Uchbay. Alright? He is Ujbay. There's no doubt about that, that he is to be followed. He is an authority in the absence of the Prophet. And this is authentically narrated from him. Alright? No, Zakari, I don't. I don't like it. I am sour cream onion. I've got these on the cheap. I've got these bad boys on the cheap. And that's why it's peaking thingy hoist one. So it's, it's horrible compared to sour cream and onion, which is the absolute king. Or. Salt and vinegar, which is yani, a good, good thingy. Um, let's do some questions. I'm a home baker. Is selling treat boxes and cakes for Easter allowed? Is this the same for Christmas or any other celebration? I don't know whether it's allowed. I can tell you that I have to taste it first. Then I will uh, let you know whether it's allowed. No, I think it's allowed. These are not the only religious uh, aspects. This chocolate caking, baking, all this kind of stuff is purely for the holiday day gathering whatever if you are making crucifix yeah any you know crucifix cookies i want to copyright that okay i know someone's going to make money off that but if you are going to crucifix copy cookies or something like that that's haram all right but i would think otherwise it's okay um uh by the way for my for the for the purpose of my own izzat yani my own izzat yeah number one I also saw raw spicy sour cream flavor. Um, I also saw from Iman, my daughter, she sent me the email, right? First of all, yeah, you know that my quality of my writing, yeah? Number one. By the way, I've given him permission to use my name, but I'll just make it clear, number one. Number two, I want to make it clear that I would never send an email that is broken up in sentences and not looking in nice paragraphs. Now, have, yeah, any, you know, I did this, there's some respect that's required there. Okay? All right. Um, 
Just two more minutes, okay, folks? The lesson's gone way too long. Where can I find a discussion about Quran verses that were abrogated? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't even know whether it's good or whatever. Um, anyone asking about Al Maghrib protectors? Just go to Al Maghrib website, all right, and you see it all there. Definitely something that you want to take. With obviously the new Q&A. If you've had it before, if you've done it before, don't you know, do it again because you've already purchased it. All right, don't do a, uh, don't do a dumb packy move. Okay, and <laughs> buy the thing again. This is uh, permanent in your account. All right, there's nothing new. All right, the the new is obviously the new Q and A sessions and bonus sessions, but that's not worth whatever fifty quid, hundred quid. Don't even think about it. All right, but if you've not done it or you've forgotten it, hundred percent. And if you've got loads of money, then make some other people do it. Donate to some, get some other people to uh, to do it. Right. Uh, let's um um. When you finish the prayer and then notice hair poking out of your hijab is a slough, it's still fine. It is, okay? And it does depend on how much is poking out. But in general, there would be a need for literally the whole thing off for a long period of time to, for it to really yani, go against uh, 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 go, you know, go against the whole thing. Oh my God, Sarah, you are dreaming, okay? If I'm reading that right now. Um, when I say predict this house being taught, I mean the online one. By the way, Protect This House will never be taught virtually. Let me make it clear. I don't think it will ever be taught virtually. Like Fiqh of Death and the Zakat classes, which are brand new, that are being written right now. Um, this is the best it can ever get. It can't get better than this online one. Whatever I do virtually. Let me just make that clear. Okay. Um, so that Salah is done. If you own a building, can you let out to someone who will operate a haram takeaway? So this is the difference of scholars, yani how much you're involved. I think that it shouldn't. Okay, I think that you should avoid that. Some of the scholars said that you're not responsible for what they do, but we said that the ta'awun al-ithn wal-udwan from the Quran makes it yani, something that you should not do. Sarah, I'm not understanding what you're finding hard to copy it for the sa'ah. Okay, yeah. Okay. Sumaira says, so if you have Umar radiallahu anhu doing this qunut of fajr, then the narration taught to Hassan for qunut of witr by Prophet. The context here is the, the context here is qunut of witr, which tops it. So that's actually a more, uh, there's a more fundamental question, which is if the Prophet ﷺ has not been narrated as saying either of these, how can we top either of them? And that's why we learn that the scholars were relaxed with both of them, if that makes sense. And they're both yani, as good and we can add more to it as well, etc, etc. Um, uh, Zara says, so can you read one of the other du'a? Does it need to be both? Absolutely does not need to be both. You don't even, remember, remember we said Zara, you don't even need to re recite Yani a dua of Qunut. So there you go. Uh, Great Manchester Police requires dog handlers for the specialist operation. As a BAME police officer, I have a good opportunity to get in and it's very rewarding work. As a dog handler, you'll be training the dog and eventually the dog will be your colleague and, it will be, and I will become his caretaker. As a dog handler, you will only be using the dog for work purposes, not as a pet. That being said, the dog will have to stay with you. GMP provide a dog kennel which has to be placed in garden. Also, I'll be responsible for the dog's full-time care. Feeding the they'll be licking me. The dog will need to be touched by myself. I mean, I, I, I think the job is I think the, do, the the job is halal, and I think that it's a great opportunity. I think there'll be a lot of fa'ida and benefit, but I think that the harm or the cost of it, in terms of just how much is going to affect him and his purity, yani because of that necessary closeness. So I'm liberal or or, or you know, with or lenient I should say. With dogs and dog ownership and dog use anyway. I take the most lenient of all the positions. I think they're incredible. However, and even with the we even with the Najasa, I'm happy to take the lenient position that, you know, 
it's not this and it has to be that and blah 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 and you know I'm, I'm evolving in that area the more that I look into it and study but I can tell you this much that when you take it to the level that you're talking about right and it's going to be you know that level of training required it has to become your absolute extension of your right arm because I know about this yeah I mean I mean I've watched documentaries on it I mean and that I think is going to ca cause him so much requirement of having to wash remove clothes salah it's going to affect it that's what I'm saying it's going to affect it um, because it's not like the the companion of dog of old days in which yani there would be there will be a closeness but a very clear kind of separation this is a very very you know in our country and in the west it's very much based upon love and feeding and and you know cre creating a lot of yani hugging and you know it's a, it's a culture and this version would not work in this country um, but allah knows best okay allah knows best all right that's enough Okay, I'm going to just read Sada's summary because I need the ajar. Okay, I don't know why I do this. It's absolute hard work. All right. Dua for witr qunut. Dua set one. Allahumma inna nasta'inuk. And in some versions, wa nasta'hdiq, wa nasta'ghfiruk. Okay. Wa nu'minu bika wa natawakkalu alaykum wa nathnilayk al-khair wa la nakfuruk. All right, that's fine. Again, as I said, it doesn't have wa nakhla'u man yakfuruk. It doesn't, wa la nakfuruk is fine though. Uh, it replaces The la is replacing Alright It's the same the same meaning as Again understand why the companions Sometimes in dua Companions narrate by meaning as well Not just by word Right So they understood the dua first time round And they put, that's why they say Bil kafirin As opposed to kuffar That's why they say As opposed to Exactly identical meanings Alright Very important Second part Allahumma iya ka na'abudu wa la ka nusalli wa nasjudu wa ilayka nas'a wa nahfid wa narju rahmatik wa nakhshi a'adhabak inna a'adhabaka al-jidda bil-kafirina mulhiq I'm good with that There are no narrations from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's dua Correct? Sahih is an athar Correct? Most authentic narrators dua in the witr qunut No, this is fajr qunut by Umar radiallahu an Sometimes before the final ruku' Sometimes after Sometimes after yeah, before and after. Yeah. There are several authentic narrations, slightly different wording, which shows that there is some flexibility in what is said with the limits within the limits separating the two du'as. Yep. In the Mus'haf of Ibn Mas'ud, and these two are part of the Quran, uh, according to some scholars, with some authentic narrations calling them suratain, the two surahs. There is an absolute consensus that it is never part of the actual agreed upon Quran. That's what you should say. In the actual agreed upon final Mus'haf of Uthman, i.e., the Quran today. That's how you should write that out. Okay? And then you'll add version two. I don't know what that is. And then you got that as fine. This is the most authentic narrated dua for Witr Qunut. Well, actually, there's two there. We're going to come to that. Okay, that you've you. It's not a set. It's not a single dua. Allahumma inaud biladak min sakhatik is a whole different hadith. Okay, and holds at the order of the Witr Qunut as one should start with praising before asking should we set one correct before set two. I don't know what version two is. That's all fine. Okay, all right. And when traveling, if in a cold area, can we pray for in the car by doing tiyamum and sitting in the car? I don't think so. I don't. I think that for to pray in the car, you have to have an extraordinary situation going on outside. Extraordinary. Now, if you're snowed in physically, where there's no place to sit, to snow, I think that could be it. But like rain or something like that or whatever, I don't think necessarily that that is an excuse. Allah knows best. Allah knows best. Can old people join the new Q and As? That's a very good question, and I think you should put that to Al Maghrib uh, HQ, whatever. 
I, I think it's a important one. Okay, uh, Sara, I accept your apology because I, I don't know how you do it at all in the... Uh, <laughs> with that, you want to just slow down. All right, okay. I didn't say that I'm an authority, meaning I know what happens between a dog and a flipping handler. Okay, I watched the documentary. You cheeky little fish. Okay, you cheeky little fish. Right, Zakmullah Khair. Thank you, everybody. Good to have you back with that. Good to have you back, Jiva. Hope you're enjoying yani, living the life and leaving us into this misery yani, as you chill and sunbathe in the Emirates. Well done. Thank you, everybody. Zakmullah Khair. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika. Shadu an la ilaha ilan tuwasla ghafirukallahumma wa atubu ilayk. Is that yani being. No, no, no. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.